0: Sup you beautiful bastards, I hope you've had a fantastic Monday, welcome back to the Philip DeFranco show. Today's show is primarily different because I'm recording it at 5 o'clock in the morning from a bathroom because uh, I'm technically on vacation uh, and I promised my wife that uh, if I did shoot the show it would not interrupt with family time, so here we are. Uh, Hit that like button for the dedication, subscribe to join the family, and let's just jump into it. The first thing that we're going to talk about today, easily one of the most requested Stories is this huge backlash that we saw against Hassan Piker over the weekend. Now, if you don't know, Hassan is a left-wing and socialist streamer and commentator. And, you know, there's been backlash and controversy in the past, but that has been focused on things that he's said, things about 9-11, things about this or that politician. But this time we saw a massive amount of pushback and backlash because it came out that he had purchased a 3,800-square-foot home in West Hollywood for $2.74 million, with people arguing that it's hypocritical and unethical for someone who advocates for socialism man makes money doing so to then spend so much money on a house instead of redistributing that wealth. With people saying things like, do you not see the issue with getting rich, complaining about capitalism and then buying a $3 million house in gentrified LA while homelessness is skyrocketing there? And I don't know, man, it's just flat out unethical to be profiting off of socialism and buying yourself a $3 million home in a state that is one of the highest homelessness rates in the country, right? It wasn't just on Twitter. There were a ton of articles coming out about this. You had Fox News covering this. But also with this, you had a ton of people defending him, saying, uh, one, Hassan does not make his money in an exploitive way since it comes from Twitch donations. And two, it's okay for a person to use the money that they make to buy a house for themselves and their families. And Los Angeles real estate does not come cheap. This, including Ethan Klein, who said, y'all really think Hassan shouldn't be able to own a nice house and also champion for the poor and underprivileged? There is a difference between making millions on Twitch and paying 50% in taxes and Jeff Bezos being worth $150 billion and paying no taxes. Happy Hassan is crushing it. With others saying things like Hassan can't make bank as a streamer while professing leftist values? Is bitching about Bernie Sanders selling books and having a second house on the agenda next? Do we have time for AOC wearing an expensive dress on a magazine cover too? Get your fucking priorities straight. Others arguing anyone that spends 10 minutes looking at listings here can see how crazy the market is. Adding Hassan fights for workers everywhere, pays all his taxes, is very successful, and bought a house at the expense of no one. Hassan also eventually chiming in himself, saying pretty much what everyone's argument reduces to. I live in LA, the housing market here is fucked. Why is the argument? that I should keep renting or that I should go gentrify somewhere else. Will this solve the problems? No, people are mad because lefty with house, that's it. Listen, if you're mad at me, Tax the fuck out of people like me. Also seeming to know for the people that are like, why don't you give your money away? Saying I do donate to charity, but also saying that he doesn't think donating is also a long-term solution to larger issues with broken systems. And also noting that when rich people donate, it doesn't automatically absolve them of the, the way they got their money. But also with this story and then the debate that was happening, it opened up another question, which was why do people donate to massively successful streamers, people who you would expect to be multi-millionaires? Right, and that's not a new conversation. I mean, there, there's the classic doctor disrespect. We got somebody in the chat says, donating to a millionaire. God, you're so f***ing stupid. It's multi-millionaire. Multi. But with that debate, we saw another successful streamer by the name of Pokimane explain why fans might donate to a streamer regardless of how much money that streamer may have, saying People don't go as far to think, how much does this person need my money? It's... People donate because they want someone's attention. And if anything... The richer someone becomes, the more valuable their attention becomes. I think this is like, we all know why, because most people don't, you know, we're not all spending money logically 24-7. We do things for other reasons and personally my opinion on these people always hound me for this whether they're, they're looking for a reason to hit me or, or they're just genuinely interested regarding tips and donations in general i actually find myself agreeing with pokimane some people want to support some uh especially for streams they want some attention or feeling that they're, they're a part of the community but also regarding the hassan piker situation because i've got a lot of questions as far as what my opinion is i personally find it to be a nothing story at this point i think like if you don't want to like hassan piker dislike him because of the the things that he says, dislike him because of his uh, points of view that, that clash with yours. But I don't personally find there to be anything egregious about owning instead of renting when you have the ability and option. Even if we want to live in a different society or change society for what we seem to be the better, we still have to exist in it as it is. And from the outside looking in, I don't know the ins and outs of Hassan Piker's business. I don't see a ton of people being exploited. I see an audience that is supporting with him. He's rather transparent with the number of paid subscribers that he has. But also with that, you know, it's the Philip DeFranco Show, I gave you the story, now some of my opinion. And whether you agree or disagree with me, I'd love to know your thoughts on this. All right, one, regarding the Pokemane story, I think that's interesting. But also two, regarding regarding Hassan Piker, are you on the side of, no, this proves that he's a hypocrite. I've seen a number of right-wing commentators saying like, this proves that he's just LARPing, is disingenuous. Or no, are you on the other side of, "You, you don't think that there is actually a story here? That this is just an attempt to hit Hassan and win political points, whether you're a far left or a conservative. Or maybe are you somewhere in between, like you're not bothered by it, but you feel like something's off. Any and all thoughts. I'd love to know what you're thinking in those comments down below. But from that, I want to take a quick second to thank the fantastic sponsor of today's show, Public and more specifically, public.com slash DeFranco. You know, if you're looking to think about your future, have your money, do something you want to invest in the stock market, no matter how big, no matter how small, I highly recommend Public. And Public gives me not only the tools and the information I knew I wanted and I needed, but Public also makes the stock market social. And it turns out it's really awesome and helpful to share and learn about new ideas and ways to invest and actually hear from some of the CEOs and, and people that work at these companies. And also, when I say like any amount of money, no matter how small, they have features like fractional investing. You can actually get stocks in small slices like Tesla, Apple, even Amazon. All without having to spend big, right? So whether you want to go big or start investing with like a dollar, five dollars, fifty dollars, or more, you can get it, and it's all made even more awesome by the fact that if you sign up right now, go to public.com/defranco, you'll receive a free stock just for opening an account for free. So that's public.com/defranco. Start thinking about your future today. Then in COVID-19 news, it starts with why is this actually new? Why is this the real world news? State officials in Mississippi having to go out and issue a warning on Friday, asking people to please stop taking the anti-parasite drug ivermectin as a treatment for COVID-19 after multiple reports of people getting sick from taking too much, with officials particularly concerned that 70% of the people getting sick were taking extra doses of ivermectin meant for large animals like horses and cows. The FDA also followed up, sending out a tweet on Saturday saying, you are not a horse, you are not a cow, Seriously y'all, stop it. You made the FDA say y'all. Also attached was a deeper explanation on the dangers of ivermectin and a reminder that evidence of the drug's effectiveness against COVID-19 has been seriously lacking. In some misinformation circles, the drug is touted as some kind of dream treatment for COVID-19 despite the fact that ivermectin isn't even approved to treat any kind of virus. Or as the FDA put it, there's a lot of misinformation around and you may have heard that it's okay to take large doses of ivermectin, that is wrong. But the agency adding ivermectin tablets are approved at very specific doses doses for some parasitic worms. And there are topical on the skin formulations for head lice and skin conditions like rosacea, right? Ivermectin for people is pretty uncommon, but generally speaking, the easiest way to get it, especially in rural areas is to get doses meant farm animals. And for the FDA, that's a major red flag as the formulations between human and animal drugs are different. One big variation is the dosage, with animal variants usually being far more concentrated on top of larger doses, with the FDA warning that such high doses can be highly toxic in humans. Additionally, the inactive ingredients can be different. An inactive doesn't mean that the compound does not interact with the body, but that it doesn't have a therapeutic effect like an active ingredient does. So different inactive ingredients in animal versions of drugs can drastically change how it interacts with the human body so just the, the tldr here do not take ivermectin to treat COVID-19. 19. there is no serious evidence that it actually works and the downsides include possibly killing you one of the biggest downsides depending on who you are like i'd recommend it for the taliban but not you but yeah final thing and i can't believe i'm having to say it Don't take drugs and doses meant for animals, y'all. But yeah, I mean, the FDA had a very busy weekend, including this morning when the agency fully approved the Pfizer COVID vaccine for people 16 and older, being the first jab to get full authorization in the US. Right, and this is massive news because while the vaccine has already been used under an emergency use authorization, some vaccine-hesitant Americans use this as an excuse to not wanting to get the vaccine now. So now, many experts and officials hope that the FDA's decision will encourage more people who are hesitant to get the shot. And that's not a small group of people that we're talking about. According to a survey by the Family Foundation 30% of unvaccinated adults said they would be more likely to get a vaccine if it got full approval. And if that's something that they truly believe, I mean, this could help close the gap to herd immunity as the U.S. already has over half the country fully vaccinated. Also, I mean, even before this news, we've seen vaccination rates actually going up in recent days amid surging infections and hospitalizations driven by Delta. I mean, just this past Thursday, with the Biden administration saying that there were over 1 million doses administered in one day for the first time in nearly seven weeks. And last week, the CDC reported that the seven-day average of vaccines administered was 823,355, which is more than a 17% increase from the week before. But with this, we're already seeing examples of conservative media trying to find new ways to sow doubt among their viewers. Like, Fox News, which decided to frame the move like this. News alert for you now: The FDA just giving full approval to Pfizer's COVID vaccine. It's the first vaccine to get that full approval, and in record time too. That has critics asking if the process was rushed. Was it? Right. I mean, yes, it's to no one's surprise, but still to see it, ah, Which I mean, I know it's not surprising to anyone. It's exactly what you'd expect to happen, but it's still frustrating, especially because I mean, on the, on the topic of conservative media and the COVID vaccine, we should definitely talk about Phil Valentine. If you're unfamiliar, he was a prominent talk radio host who died of COVID at 61 over the weekend after refusing to get the vaccine and spreading skepticism about the jab. Valentine had long expressed doubt and openly shared misinformation about the vaccine on multiple platforms, repeatedly saying that he had a slim chance of even getting COVID. And if he did, it was very unlikely he would die. Even once claiming in a blog post that on the off chance he did get the virus, his chances of dying were probably way less than 1%. Then last month, Valentine announced on Facebook that he actually got COVID, though he said he would return to his show soon. Writing, unfortunately for the haters out there, it looks like I'm going to make it. Interesting experience. I'll have to fill you in when I come back on the air. But less than two weeks after that, his radio station announced that he was hospitalized and what they said was a very serious condition, suffering from COVID pneumonia. And adding, Phil would like for his listeners to know that while he has never been an anti-vaxxer, he regrets not being more vehemently pro-vaccine and looks forward to being able to more vigorously advocate that position as soon as he is back on the air. With the station concluding, please go get vaccinated. But this past Saturday, just a month after that post, the station confirmed that Valentine had died. Which, of course, sparked two conversations on Twitter. One, from people who kind of see this as someone who got what they deserve for spreading all the misinformation. And then others, hoping that stories like this will wake people up to get the vaccine. Especially with those who haven't gotten the vaccine for political reasons. You know, there is this question of, once the horse has been let loose in the hospital, can you actually stop it? Because even though we've seen the wake-up calls getting louder and louder, and in fact, some conservative figures or vaccine-hesitant figures changing their tune on getting vaccinated, it's unclear if that'll actually work. I mean, over the weekend, even Donald Trump himself at a rally in Alabama on Saturday got booed when he urged his supporters to get the vaccine. You know what? I believe totally in your freedoms. I do. You got to do what you have to do. But I recommend taking the vaccines. I did it. It's good. Take the vaccines. But you got, no, that's okay. That's all right. You got your freedoms but I happened to take the vaccine. Right, well Trump was able to pull back, keep the audience with him. He returned to his usual hits of Mocking Masks and Fauci. There really is a concern that Donald Trump and all these people that have helped promote this hesitancy that they can't unring this bell. But ultimately we're gonna have to wait to see what actually happens. I'm gonna keep my eyes on it. I'm gonna keep my eyes on the numbers. But in the meantime, I do want to pass the question off to you. What are your thoughts on this? You personally see this as a bell can't be unrung rung situation. Can there be a course corrections? Is it somewhere in between? Also, is your opinion on the situation changed? Especially, I wanna know if you're someone that maybe you were hesitant before, but was there something that, that made you go, oh yeah, I'm gonna change my mind, and if so, what was it? Any, any and all thoughts. I'm just, I'm really fascinated. But ultimately with this story, or honestly anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in those comments down below because yes, This is a news show, but it's also a conversation. And hey, maybe while you're leaving that comment, you leave a like, subscribe, join the family. But as always, my name's Philip DeFranco. You've just been filled in. I love your faces and I'll see you tomorrow, maybe. (laughs) We'll see.